Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in. So, some of you may know that uh, I moved to the South, um, Southern United States, a couple years ago to marry my husband. And originally, I uh, was born and grew up in upstate New York. Um, my family's background before that is actually very German on both my mom and my dad's side. Um, and then I lived in Florida for nine years. Um, in the middle, I lived in Pennsylvania for two different places. So I've, I've been around the Eastern United States and lived in a lot of different places, with a lot of different mindsets. And um, Alabama has been a really interesting challenge. Um, I knew when I moved here that um, I was going to have some culture shock with the 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 local mindset i knew that um there was going to be a different kind of challenge here than in south florida in south florida um sexual immorality is rampant um you know pride and grandiose displays and just there's there's a lot of evil in south florida and you can you can feel it honestly um there were tarot card shops and spiritual businesses on every street corner. And I remember the neighborhood where I lived, and I can tell you, okay, there was, a, there was a shop here, and then walking distance, there was a shop here, and then walking distance, there was a shop here, all the way up to the grocery store where I went. So that was the atmosphere in South Florida, which is very different from Alabama. I've seen one, maybe two um, spiritual businesses, um, since I've been here, and, um, I'm kind of using that term spiritual businesses to reference, like, any sort of medium or palm reading or anything like that, just, no, stay away from that, kids, that is poison and fire, um, so Alabama is very, very different, and they have different struggles, you know, one of the things that God has shown me over the years is that he gives different people, different personalities and different personalities have, um, you know, maybe I'm not going to fall into the hole of like going out and robbing a bank, but I very well may fall into a hole of self pity. So there's a, there's a pothole for everyone. Um, is the way I've said it before. And, and so I try to approach like, okay, what is a, what is a, a culture's struggle? Um, what is the, the sin that they're most tempted to? And in Alabama, in the South, um, facade culture is, is, um, is very, very common. Now, facade culture is um, is as old as humanity. I mean, facade culture finds its origins in Adam and Eve putting fig leaves on themselves to hide themselves because they realized that they were naked and they were ashamed. So at the root of facade culture, there is shame. There is an unwillingness to be a fear of being vulnerable. Um, and, um, so 
I, uh, I've always had a lot of apprehension about, you know, it's, it's fairly easy to recognize people who have facade culture because there's almost this arm's length, arm's length, um, approach they have to interacting with people of, I can't let you see the real me. Um, and something very interesting is that there can be people who are very loving and accepting who are still engaging that facade culture in, in, in having that facade. And I, um, one of my, some of my friends have had that and I, and, um, one in particular, I only recognized it way after the fact that she wasn't being open with me and that ultimately really challenged our friendship. So, um, so having a facade, you know, takes different forms for different people. You can be a very loving person and still have a facade and that is still going to hurt you and it's still going to hurt the people around you. So, um, I'm going to talk about my misconceptions that I had first. And so, um, I'm one of those people where I, I err on the side of openness and vulnerability. And so the pothole that I struggle with falling into is, you know, sharing more than I ought to, um, sharing other people's stories that I should not be sharing. It's not my right to share their story, that sort of thing. Um, and also, you know, using my openness as an excuse for, um, self-absorbed behavior and just me, me, me attention getting. And so that's, that's the side of things that I've fallen into. Um, you know, life in many ways is, it's like walking a tightrope and, um, you know, the side that I tend to fall into is the over openness and the side that other people tend to fall into is the too much facade. And so we're trying to walk this tightrope of finding the in-between, you know, what is, what is healthy, what is appropriate, what is right. Um, and I believe that God made us with those tendencies. And so we have to learn to balance them. Um, you know, God, God makes us aware of different things. He, he wires different people very differently for a reason. We need lots of different people in the world and he allows lots of different people to rub elbows and rub each other the wrong way so that we can, um, learn from each other and mature and grow in sanctification. So my, my, one of my misconceptions about facade culture was that if I was more open, then it would encourage them to be open. Um, or and that was contradicted. <laughs> um, one day I was this is back this is quite a few years ago. I was back when I was working at the shoe store and I had some customers and we were, I was ringing them up and somehow I shared in a single sentence like a couple of like really heavy things that I had gone through and with my family and that sort of thing. And 
It was a mother and a daughter, and one of them said, Oh, you you must have been dysfunctional. And I just kind of looked at them, and I thought to myself, like, Yes, I know that I that my upbringing was dysfunctional, but what part of the need for you to say that makes you think that any family is completely healthy? Um, and so I, I'm grateful that I didn't take that personally, um, that she disrespected me for my openness, um, you know, because she was, the fact of the matter is, is that dysfunction comes from selfishness. That's all it is. And we are all prone to selfishness in many different ways. And so, like, yes, there are families who are more healthy than other families, but we are all comparing ourselves to Jesus Christ. And compared to Jesus Christ, we all fall very short. So there is no such thing as a perfectly healthy family. There's no such thing. We are all learning and struggling and growing. And some of us are just privileged to be in slightly more healthy families than others. And some of us are given the opportunity to be a part of unhealthy families so that we can walk through the process of healing and we can see the power of the redemption of God. And then in turn, we can fulfill 1 Corinthians 1, I believe it is, either 1st or 2nd Corinthians, I got them confused, where it says the comfort with, with the comfort with which we have received, we are now able to comfort others. And that's a rough paraphrase, but go find the chapter yourself. Read it. It's a great chapter. You'll love it. Um, and so I thought, you know, maybe if I'm vulnerable, if I'm completely vulnerable with my entire life, then other people won't judge me. Like I... When I was growing up, I had this fear of being judged. I'm not even sure where it came from. But I just, I had this conception that if I was completely open with everything I'd ever been through and everything I'd ever struggled with, that people wouldn't judge me. And um, unfortunately, that's not true. Um, but that's okay. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of different routes to judgment and that sort of things and um really the root of selfishness is pride um if if we are prideful pride is kind of the original sin so if we're prideful then we will think that we're entitled to certain things and then that will cause us to be selfish and then that selfishness will make us blind to the needs of the people around us and it will change our perceptions of the people around us and then that will create dysfunction and so um so i i've i've accepted that my openness will not prevent people from judging me um you know, there are always going to be people who don't take the time to hear the whole story or understand, or they hear something somebody said from somebody else and they make assumptions. Um, 
and Dave Ramsey is a great example. Like, so if, if you've listened to my podcast about, um, finances, money is like water. Um, you know that one of the things that I said in there was, you know, I didn't have a good experience with someone who was a Dave Ramsey counselor. And since listening to his podcast, my opinion of him has drastically changed. And he's a very real human being. He's very humble and honest about his failings. He afflicts the comfortable and comforts the afflicted. And he does his best to help people. And he has. Um, So my opinion of Dave Ramsey changed when I heard him speak for himself. And one of the things that he said when he was encouraging someone was they were trying to get their spouse on board with budgeting. And he said, don't turn my name into a, into a swear word, into a curse word in your house. And I, that's a rough paraphrase. And I don't remember what podcast episode it was. Sorry. But there was just this, there was this relief that I felt that he knows that his principles have been, you know, twisted apart from, apart from his presentation of them, and, and that it's, it's hurt people. And, and to be honest, that's something that Jesus has had to go through a lot, because people twist Jesus's words all the time. That, that's a whole nother can of worms slash podcast. But anyways, so, I realized that, you know, I didn't, you know, and I don't know Dave Ramsey. I've never met the man, but from the way that he speaks about his life and the things that he's done and the mistakes that he's made, he doesn't have, <laughs> he doesn't have a facade. He He's not, he's not out to shame people into doing the right thing. He's 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 very much about assessing the situation and then moving forward. So, um, so that's an example where I didn't understand Dave Ramsey because I didn't have a good introduction to him. So there's there's no way to prevent anyone from judging anybody. Like the only person that we have only any influence over is ourselves. And even the person that we're married to, we can't control them. We can't make them do anything. You know? Um, You know, we are only responsible to God for us. We're not responsible for our mother, our father, our children, our siblings, our coworkers, our boss. We're not responsible for any of those people. So really important to keep in mind when we're interacting with humanity, you know, like... I'm only responsible for me. So, enough of that tangent. Sorry, I'm very much all over the place today, but um, I'm trying to stay, trying to stay focused. So, (laughs) uh, Dave Ramsey did make an observation in in one podcast recently where he said, you know, you know, social media is, is, I, I, he was talking about social media, and I forget the context, but he essentially said, you know, there are people on Facebook who can't find their own bottom 
with two hands because they're so fake. And that's a that's a paraphrase. The way he said it was much more hilarious and funny. But there was there was an honesty there. And you know there is something about the facade culture that seems good. You know, um first first Thessalonians 5:22 is a verse that has been a little bit confused and from what I understand, the King James Version has this phrasing of avoid every appearance of evil. And so that's given us the mindset of avoid every outward appearance of evil. But in the English Standard Version, it says abstain from every form of evil. And so, um, and in the context, it says do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. The context is not about, you know, keeping up appearances. The context is about, like, you know, evil comes in many forms. So just keep your eyes open. Be on guard. Be watchful. And, um, yes, the Bible does talk about, you know, if eating meat that's been offered to idols will... Blah, 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 blah. English is hard. If eating meat that's been offered to idols causes your brother to stumble, then don't do that in front of him. But you can do... If that doesn't bother your conscience, then you can do that in private. But avoid avoid doing something that's going to cause your brother to stumble. But it's not about avoiding the appearance of evil. The Pharisees were very, very good at that. And Stand to Reason uh, is a ministry that has an excellent blog on this topic. And I will try to link it in the description um, about the misinterpretation of 1 Thessalonians 5.22. So, if we're concerned with, you know, having an appearance of goodness then we're more concerned with the outer presentation than we are with the inner sanctification. Let me say that again. If we're only concerned with the appearance of righteousness, then we are more concerned with the outward presentation than we are with the inward sanctification. The inward sanctification will take care of the outer appearance. If we're submitting to the process, if we're submitting to the Holy Spirit, if we're letting him convict us and deal with us, um, you know, that, that, that will solve the appearance problem on itself, uh, on, uh, on its own. Um, like if we are submitting the Holy Spirit and he says, hey, you messed up with this thing. You should go apologize to this person. Hey, this pattern that you've had, you need to change that. Hey, this thing you've been doing. Hey, this attitude you've had toward this topic. Mm, time for that to go. And so if we're doing that on a regular basis and, and the people around us can see us change and grow and become more Christ-like, that takes care of the outward, outward appearance because we're acknowledging our own sin and our own garbage. So um 
facade culture has hurt me pretty badly because, you know, there, there, there've been, there's been at least one person here in the South who's, who's judged me pretty harshly. And at the same time, they were also jealous of me. Um, and then behind my back, they used other people to find out about me because they were curious about me, but they didn't want me to know that because they actually didn't want to really get to know me because they didn't want me to get to know them. So, um, so facade culture has hurt me pretty badly. And, um, it's, it's taken a long time for me to accept that, you know, I, I can't change that person. I can't make it better. I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to stop being who I am because it makes someone else uncomfortable. You know? Now, scripture does tell us, do not throw your pearls before swine. Otherwise, they may trample them and then turn on you and tear you to pieces. And so there is this principle behind that of don't be vulnerable with people who are not trustworthy. So there is that for sure. Um, so in no way am I saying you should be vulnerable with everyone because for whatever reason because you shouldn't it's it's not healthy um there are many people in this world who are not trustworthy and my trust for humanity continues to shrink the longer I'm I'm alive and it's a combination of understanding my own depravity of understanding humanity's depravity and just I I rejoice whenever I see righteousness but I'm also not surprised when I see wickedness so I say all that leading up to about a month ago God, God really put on my heart to watch out for facade culture myself. Now, something we need to understand is that whenever we are hurt by a certain type of thing or type of person, it's very, very easy for us to judge that person or that the mindset that goes along with whatever hurt us or that 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 particular personality profile. It's very easy for us to judge and fall into that trap of being judgmental. But it's very, very important that we don't because whatever we judge people for, God has a very mysterious and purposeful way of causing us to fall into the same mistakes and behavior as whomever we judge. And I've seen that in my own life. The, the, the most hilarious example I have of this is when I was driving to work in South Florida 
and I was at a stoplight and I looked across and there was a man shaving his face in his car in the driver's seat. And I just thought, that is so weird. Why is he doing that? And I judged him. And a few weeks later, I pulled up to the same stoplight and I decided to shave my legs at the exact same stoplight. Now, if that is not ridiculous, if that is not a completely ridiculous example, hilarious. I think it's hilarious because, and God is so faithful to humble us in the ways that we need to be humbled. And so that, that is a funny example, but at the same time, the consequences of being judgmental are not funny. (laughs) It is not a joke. This is not a game. This is, this is about your soul. This is about the health and wellness of your relationship with the most high God. So, um, it's very important that we be very, very careful not to judge anyone. We are allowed to evaluate fruit. Scripture teaches that very clearly. Jesus said that, you know, you will know them by your fruit. You will know them by their fruit. And um, John the Baptist says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. He said that to the Pharisees. Because even then, you know, he was the first round of getting them uncomfortable so that Jesus could make them more uncomfortable. And then they could fill for prophecy and hand him over to the Romans to have him put to death. And that way he could you know, die for our sins, being the only righteous person who ever lived, being both God and man. And how that all works, I don't know, but we'll find out when we get to heaven, which is great. So, everything in history points to the truthfulness of the Bible. And everything in the Bible and in history contradicts every other religion. Every other religion. So the only viable answer to life's questions is Christianity. It is Jesus. And like, go do the work yourself. If there's something you're not sure about, research it until you get to the end of the Google search results. (laughs) Um, I, I say that metaphorically, but be wise, be those who seek will find when you seek with all of your heart. So when scripture tells us not to judge, but that we are allowed to evaluate fruit, we have this, again, we have this tightrope to walk of evaluating without judging having compassion while also acknowledging with honesty. And so God, in the past month or so, God gave me a dream. And 
in there were three sections to the stream in the first section and in the last section it was like acts in a play or something there were people who i had known throughout my life or i'd seen around on the internet and and you know the, the purpose of them is not important for to share with you but it's really the middle section of the dream that i want to share and this is not something to add to scripture this is something where god is highlighting something that is already in scripture for me in this moment and it was it was a very serious warning so in the second part of the dream i saw this ginormous snake and it was a ghost snake so the body was translucent and it was curving around um it was coming up a stairwell so i couldn't see how far it went down it was just kind of floating a few feet above the ground and it was about a foot wide in diameter like i don't know about you but i'm not a snake person so that creeps me out right there um and the very interesting thing about the snake is that it had the head of a dog like a very sweet labrador but at the same time i knew it was a snake and so in the dream i kind of like pushed it away but i also pet its head and then i pushed it away because the diameter of the body showed me like it kept on going like who knows how long that thing could have been like ugh so when i woke up from that dream i wrote everything down and i don't i don't even remember mo- much of it at this point but the big thing i got out of it was that i need to watch out against falling into facade culture myself and since then there have been moments where i've been tempted to make things look pretty make things look more nicer than they actually are you know i've got my first website up on the internet is called megdancemore.blogspot.com and like i mean that was back in 2012 2011 it was cute and awkward it still is cute and awkward like but there's a part of me that wants to take that down like oh i don't want to see people when i was awkward Ugh. but at the same time <laughs> like that's the part that helps people is seeing the cute and the awkward that's part of the reason why god encouraged me to vlog all of those years back in 2013 2014 2012 Um, And there was a time where I took a break and God was like, hey, you need to keep vlogging. This is important. And, and I did. I'm glad I did. And I've got a whole playlist with, I've got a whole playlist with all 280 of my videos. And it's, it's awkward. Like you get to see me have misconceptions and lose my train of thought and, I couldn't talk coherently and but you know what it's fine it's fine like i don't need to clean that up if anything that that history of me documented 
it just provides context for who I am now. And it, it shows, it's a mile marker showing how much I've grown. And so this past month, there have been moments where like, I would be on the phone with a friend and I'd realize that, you know, to really tell her about my life, I need to tell her about this thing that's going on with me and Ben that's, like, kind of awkward and embarrassing. And, you know, part of me didn't want to tell her. Part of me wanted to keep that hidden. But at the same time, she's the kind of friend where she needs to know what's really going on in my life. And I'm not going to hide from her just because it makes me more comfortable. One of the things that Ben has observed throughout this process of me acclimating to the South is that um, vulnerability makes facade culture people feel threatened. You know, because they can tell that I'm being real and it makes them realize that they're not. Um, I'm not exactly sure, to be honest. Um, One of the things that I've accepted about facade culture that has honestly been really hard has been that The walls of the facade have to come down from the inside. You know, I, I can't, I can't, no amount of me rocking the boat on the outside is going to make a facade culture person come out of their shell, you know? So... Those walls have to come down from the inside. You know, the person living with that has to repent of it. And they have to start with being more vulnerable in the places that are already safe for them. And I know that me being a really open person, I'm not, I don't necessarily represent a safe person to them. And I have to accept that. I have learned that how God uses me in other people's lives is honestly none of my business. That's been a really hard thing to learn. Um, it forces me to trust. It forces me to have faith. Um, but there's also a freedom to it where I know that if I obey in faith, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to worry. If I know that I obeyed Jesus as much as I could in that moment, then whatever mistakes I made, I know that he's going to make right. And whatever I did righteously that was misunderstood, I know that he will clarify and he will make my righteousness shine like the dawn at the right time and not before. Facade culture is not about me. Helping people in facade culture is not about me. (laughs) 
living this life with Christ is about being obedient because that's the proof of our love for God. And then trusting God with the results, whatever those are. And if that means that there's people who we keep our distance and we compliment their hair and their makeup or, you know, the parts that they are allowing to be seen. But then we, we keep our distance because we have to let them make the decision of how they want to interact and engage. It takes faith and it takes trust but it's worth it. My name is Meg and I love my Jesus and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn. Go live it.